right, well, hello friends. Welcome, welcome. Tales from the Secret Cabin. So glad to be here. My name is Phil and uh, just excited for today. Um, let's do some quick introductions um, and we'll go from there. So who's here with us? Jenny's here. Jenny. And for the first time, I'm hot in this place. <laughs> it's it's really great. <laughs> yeah, a fire is going. It has been going since about 10 a.m. And uh, it, it is 4 p.m. And so it is cooking and it's feeling really good. Phil in here. might need this the door cracked. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Just the door. It's fine. Yeah. All right. We'll so. see. We'll see how good this goes. Yeah. Good to have you here, Jenny. Thanks. Anything yeah. new and exciting in the land of Jenny? Mm. Oh, yeah. We got vacations on the horizon. Nice. So right. I'm out of the You're desert as of today. I know. I, I took none during COVID, so I'm making up for a lost time. Sweet. <laughs> I almost feel like all of COVID had been a vacation. <laughs> oh, like, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. That's no, a whole different no, podcast. Like, no. <laughs> That's no. your roller coaster. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> and I am KJ, and uh, I am really excited for today. Um, because it's going to be good. I can feel it. <laughs> and I'm Mariana. Yes! Uh, I don't know what to say. What are you pointing at, Jenny? I said crack the door. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, you might have to. Then you can just say that. Like, people are not going to be offended that you said crack the door because it's so freaking hot in here. <laughs> I got it. Can you turn the thermostat down, please, KJ? Yes. <laughs> just crack. Thank you, KJ. Uh, I'm now sweating profusely. Well, the funny thing is... I have heard every single episode of The Secret Cabin, and everybody talks about how cold it is in here. This has been a topic several times, so I came with my thick coat, like I came prepared, <laughs> and it's a little sauna, which I love. It, I it's going to help it's a the spiritual place. experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's like people would pay for this. It's yeah. my natural habitat. I love it. Uh, well, we are thrilled that you're here. I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while. <laughs> if you guys don't know, because uh, I don't know why you would know, uh, Mariana is our producer, our editor. Mm -hmm. She literally makes this cabin or this podcast happen. Uh, mm -hmm. We could not do this without you. So first no. of all, just thank you. Thank you Love for it. the incredible. When she says she's listened to every single one, she's listened to That's them why. multiple times. Yes, carefully. One voice at a time, yes. carefully. So uh, <laughs> you've done an outstanding job. But yeah, mm -hmm. just awesome to have you on the team and uh, thrilled that you're here. I know that uh, there was a few uh, episodes ago where you thought you might be able to come and just be a part of it. And we mm -hmm. literally didn't want you to come no. because this was your first time literally yes. walking into the cabin. So you've produced these and never been in the cabin. Which right. Is really fun. I had never stepped foot in this cabin, but the first time I ever heard of it was a good three years ago. Um, KJ was doing a sermon and there's this white board here where he was writing the bullet points of what he's preparing. And he took a picture of the board and he texted it to me and he said here are the things i'm thinking about the glory of god is in this cabin and i remember reading I'm that a little over the top sometimes. <laughs> just sometimes well is that the heat we're experiencing right now yeah. though the glory of god is in this cabin I the heat and i was probably having some sprite or something with ice. And, uh, no oh. no no but when i read what was on your whiteboard i'm like I want to be in that cabin right oh, now because good. something magical is happening there. 
Okay. And then the podcast started happening here, and I'm like dying to get to see the cabin. I want to hear all about the cabin. Uh huh. But we do need to hear a little bit about you. Just who is Mariana? Oh, right. I didn't introduce. Give myself. us some introduction there. Okay. So I am from Brazil. I guess that's the primary thing to know about me. Uh, I have been living in America for about 15 years since I married my husband, Daniel. He's American. And we have three boys, and they are 12, 10, and 6. They each have very different personalities, and it's been incredible learning my people people's I love people I love talking I love everything communications and I think exploring my kids and who they are in marriage right you learn relational skills and that's something I am very passionate about love it so I remember early on in this podcast journey we were exploring just literally just how to do this and we were figuring out tech side of things or whatever so we had a a little test run and when i said you know hey let's go around the room and introduce ourselves just as a fun practice run you gave your full name and it was probably six (laughs) names deep so i I would love for you to share your full name and i want a little bit of background as to what the name means and passion behind it that's right that's right i had you repeat it like four times it's so beautiful yeah Okay, so and the backstory is that I couldn't trade my old last name. The law in Brazil is that you only add names, and that's why I ended up with four names. So it's Mariana Pereira Barros Wakefield. One more time. Mariana Pereira Barros Wakefield. With passion. <laughs> <laughs> and notice the notice the American name. That <laughs> Which one is not like the others? <laughs> <laughs> Which one doesn't belong in the sentence? No, the totally stands but, alone. <laughs> Mariana Pereira Barros Wakefield. So there you go. So good. <laughs> awesome. So I get the Wakefield part. What's the other other parts to your name? Oh uh, well, so. Mariana is like Marianne, it's Maria and Anna, the combination of the two. Uh, Pereira is actually pear tree because the last names from Portugal, there are a lot of tree last names. Um, and then Bahus actually means muds, which is embarrassing. I don't like muds. that one. Mud. Yeah. Okay. Like, is there any last name that is weird in, in English that it's kind of like that? Like Maybe ten? one or two. Well, <laughs> what does that mean, though? <laughs> Nothing great, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, but nobody thinks about it. It's just the last name. So, yeah. so Marianne, Pear Tree, Mud, Wakefield. Uh, pretty much. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so it's very important for the pear tree to have the, the bud. Right. Bud it's planted. In. Yeah. yeah. And then you also have to think about the story of the the person in the Bible who could not see. He was blind and Jesus got dirt spit in it, yeah. and he turned it into mud. That is and a then holy he helped, thing. And then he could see, and that's who you are, helping people see. Aww, see? Look at KJ making everything poetic. <laughs> KJ that. said something, and I will say this. We were talking a couple of days ago, and KJ said, bad things it is only bad depending on who is holding. It's all about the hands who are holding. So mud in my hand is probably a bad thing, but mud in Jesus' hand was a beautiful thing. It all depends God's on who is holding. God's it. people see. I love it. All right. <laughs> so... Give us a quick just experience of the cabin. What's standing out to you? Right. Oh, my gosh. I was telling them my impressions, and they're like, no, 
wait until we're recording. <laughs> Here's what I was thinking that you it guys didn't like me. It has to be authentic. Me. I mean, that's that's well, that's very important to I'm us is the to authentic repeat. experience. Okay. Here you go. First time, I was remembering when Michael came here and you said what could change or whatever. What would you do different? And he said, I wish there was more wood. <laughs> and I remember yes. even just listening to it at the time. I'm like that. We can't. were a little confused. <laughs> That can't be a right suggestion. And then coming in here, that was the first thing I thought. Like, where would Michael stick more wood? It's all wood. <laughs> so that was my thought. The other thought is that there's a microscope in the corner. Yes. What? Explain the microscope, KJ. <laughs> that, I did not expect that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so my daughter is very sciencey, and my daughter dad is very sciencey and so for christmas he bought her like this like 700 like thing Legit. yeah it's like it doesn't it, 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 and like he was just so over the top however um uh yeah so she will come out here and she'll explore things and put things on yeah it's pretty that's cool. incredible yeah that's a part of the secret cabin experience yeah nice find a leaf Find a leaf, put it under the microscope. Okay, so anything else about just who you are outside of a mom and love communication, love getting to know people? What's something we don't know about you? Um, uh, well, I, it's it's no secret, but one thing that I didn't say just about who I am is I'm an, an social seven on the Enneagram, which is... Uh, I've been discovering the subtypes of the Enneagram and that, that says a lot um, as far as how they each play out. Um, I've been in Greeley for seven years now and I love the community here. Um, I have really, so ever since I moved to America, I felt like Moving things were pretty to spread. America. <laughs> Things are more spread, you know, and I feel like Greeley mm. is a place that has captu cap captured my heart because there's that proximity and that closeness. There's actually like you go to the grocery store and you know the people there, you know, and I I really have found home here in Greeley. So that's great. I, I think it's hard for people to talk about themselves, Phil. And I'll talk about so it. I think yeah. this is a great opportunity for us to <laughs> say, here's who our guest is yeah. today. Go I, for it, Jenny. I have just had the honor over these past like two, two and a half yeah, years to get to work kind of one-on-one -on -one with her. And I think what I value more than anything about her friendship and just who she is as a person is she has this ability when you are talking with her and she's sitting with you and she's engaged with you that you are it. That is the one person the you are so important in that moment. And she sees in your soul. It's not. And I say that very intentionally mm -hmm. because she stops and she listens to everything you say. She hears it with her heart and not with her head. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. value that so much. We always joke that what is it you you have a hard time leaving because mm -hmm. she can never just leave a conversation because she's so invested in it. You have to be the one to stop and say, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never leave. <laughs> I'll never leave. And it's, but I love that. I value that. Mm, and, and you. it has come into my life. It has been such 
important moments that I've needed you to not leave. Hmm. Thanks, friend. And I have a couple of things. Um, so I tend to be a pretty forgetful person. I drop the ball quite often. In fact, I'm, I'm great at dropping balls. And she is constantly like picking them up and she us. doesn't ever tell me. Like, it's just one of those like, oh, and, and like she is constantly like, she, she's always there picking up the ball after I dropped it. And I'm like, thank you. And she's filled with hope and joy and mm-hmm. passion. And um, so a huge part of her being here for the podcast today um, probably out of anyone that I am close to, she embodies Easter. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I say that from a a very like a solid foundational place of, of she gets Easter. So, yeah. Thank you guys. It's like the cabin. It's 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 like it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you guys. It's interesting you say that because driving over here, um, I had that a similar kind of experience in terms of thinking like, man, I'm so excited to talk to Mariana about Easter. And I couldn't figure out why. Because mm. she is Easter. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but okay. So I, again, I don't know. Maybe you can talk to us about sure. that. Or, or maybe again, we could reflect on that. But just, I don't know, maybe to launch us into that part mm-hmm. of our conversation. Yeah. Like what is your um, connection to this kind of season yeah. that we're going into? Like when you think of Easter or just maybe the thing behind that, just, I don't know, where, yeah. where's your heart in this? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that. So it's funny because, um, well, before Easter, there's Good Friday. And I think I will start there because part of my journey in growing spiritually and growing personally has been this dance between the grief and the joy and how to navigate that in a healthy way. And three years ago, it was three Good Fridays ago, uh, KJ and I were sharing at the church about uh, suffering and death. And and I was sharing my thoughts. And I don't know if you remember that conversation, KJ, but it was a life-changing conversation because I was sharing all my thoughts about suffering and everything that I had to say, there was a hopeful underline, uh, uh, you know, underneath of what I'm saying. And he said, you are, you have Easter language. We're going to be talking on Good Friday when Easter hasn't happened yet. And I felt so challenged because I'm thinking, I can't just think about death and stop. Like, I will go there, but knowing that there's hope, knowing that there's resurrection, that something happens after Good Friday. And so, that kind of sparked this journey in me of wrestling with, you know, the hardships and the good and the hope and the hopelessness and the pain and the joy. And, you know, friends like KJ and others that ha- that navigate that more easily that, that than for me, like, I suddenly started to see that maybe I wasn't so comfortable uh, navigating through pain and all of that. So I think my um, wiring, I think how I see how God has created me is to be more prone to see the hope and, and the goodness and all of that. But I've been in this journey of, I think, growing in a much deeper experience of joy because... 
I am growing in my courage to experience the pain and see a deeper uh, expression of how you experience Jesus in all of these places. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So, okay, there's a... Um, I'm trying to find the words to describe a little bit of how I react to Easter. And so skeptic is kind of a weird word to use, I think, in this journey. But for me, there's there's kind of a... I've been in a Christian culture for so long. I've approached Easter in more of a skeptic light. And like, okay, here's it, it's, here it is again. And this is the one time we start talking about this and all that. So my point being is like, help me if you're thinking. <laughs> so what I hear you saying as you're describing this journey of, of embracing joy because of a deeper rootedness and even suffering and journeying with Christ in that, you know, how, how does that translate more, um, for lack of a better way to say, like, is that a, is that a journey that happens instantaneous? Is that a, is that a journey that's you just sort of allow yourself permission? I, I don't know. Unpack that just a little sure, bit. Sure, yeah. Well, like you, you're saying, you're coming from this more skeptical uh, perspective. I think so. For me, I have come from the other opposite end, which is, you know, everything is always great. You know, praise God, Jesus is good. And, you know, and there's that goodness at all times. And... You know, while it's true that God is good at all times, I think um, that conditioned me a little bit for a long season there to just shove whatever is hard, whatever you don't understand, whatever is painful, somewhere else because it doesn't fit in the context that God is good and there's always hope and things are good. And I think, um, gosh, I think the... The depth of experiencing hope of Easter and the reality of resurrection is not about denying that certain things are hard, that certain things are complicated, you know? And I think that has been my more recent journey of maturing and just my my spiritual and personal journey of learning that in order for me to experience hope, I don't have to deny the things that are challenging it's quite the opposite like so it's kind of like the 40 days before it has a purpose <laughs> desert and <laughs> that the cross actually did something yeah I, I mean like that's the thing you're saying um because i think the the contemporary church of today it, it doesn't have cross vocabulary. It has mm. the cross symbol, um, but it doesn't know how to talk about the cross mm. um, so that it actually, you know, has some potency. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I think the 40 days brings us to the place of the cross and the cross takes the 40 days out of circuit. Like it's like it absorbs it so that it doesn't have to continue on. And it's time for Sunday. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's good. I think one of one of my favorite verses that really summarizes this whole thing of joy and hope is, you know, Jesus himself saying that in the world you'll have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So I think it's. It's the um, 
acknowledging the circumstances where we're in, but then bringing in Jesus to the mm-hmm. picture, right? Because it's not just one or the other. It's it, not just experiencing He's overcome and it's a victory all the time. Like there is the trouble, but it's not just the trouble. There's Jesus in the trouble. It's the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's the thing you're saying. It's it's the Beatitudes. It's I see the place that you're in. It's hard. It's d- d- dirty. It's painful. Mm-hmm. It's blessed. It's holy. Yeah. I'm here. So is the kingdom mm-hmm. in this now. And so I think like the gospel, I mean, like the essence of the gospel isn't pulling people out of something and say, you know, pretend it doesn't exist right. and, and be happy. It's own it, see it, be honest about it. It's good. It can be holy. I'm here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Is, is that what you would describe as, I think you said potent cross language? <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, in a poetic sense, like Jesus on the cross is putting his stake in the ground mm. and that's his territory. And, mm. and it's this idea that, that the cross, it was put in the ground outside of the Holy city. It was like, he was claiming it. Mm. Um, and the Holy city has tried to bring the cross back in but it doesn't belong there. It belongs in the places um, that, that 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 are hurting, um, that are dirty, that are painful. Jesus put his cross in the ground hmm. and said, "It's mine." That's so good. I think you know we may be disappointed if we're trying to find joy in things being ideal or perfect around us. And I talk to my kids so often, right? There might be brokenness around you, but you can find wholeness inside. And I think the joy is not in the uh, fixing your surroundings. It's the perspective in your heart. And last year during COVID, I was telling Jenny this morning, we interviewed... um, uh, Chris Bruno, he's the counselor in Fort Collins, and he was talking about the grief and gratitude concept. I don't know if you guys have heard it, and he says it's the two sides of the same coin, and and it's important for us to be, you know, healthy emotionally that we experience both sides and experience our grief and acknowledge what we've lost and encounter Jesus there. And then you flip the coin and you and you experience gratitude and you acknowledge what you do have and encounter Jesus there. And I think it's problematic if you are camped in either side of those. You have to dance in both sides and each day not bury the pain and difficulty because you need to keep your happy going, you know, and that's not the point, but also not... Um, so not, not, but also be able to experience the gratitude and see the gifts that even if everything's falling apart, there's something you can be thankful for today. And I think that perspective of gratitude and savoring your blessings is the gateway to true joy. 
I think I think really good. you and I have had multiple conversations just because the fact that we are the same Enneagram and we kind of gravitate towards, you know, not going into those hard places and how that journey you and I both have and, and different planes, but but we're both kind of in that that journey together. But it is such a terrifying place to go when your personality is what it is when it's, you know, this joyful, be happy. You're, you're so uncomfortable in the hard and to make yourself go there and seek Jesus in there mm-hmm. is like, but he can't, he can't exist. I know that sounds very irrational, but it's like the irrational thought in your head of like, but he can't exist there, you know? And then when you find him there, how amazing it is to right. be like, Oh, there you are, you know, I can sit here. It's not, it's uncomfortable. I hate it, (laughs) you know, but um, yeah, I'd love to KJ. And I've said this probably on this podcast every time I feel like, but you said the, that you can't have peace out of, you know, peace only comes from chaos, you know, and it's the same with the hope, like hope can only come from a hopelessness place. You know, you can't just have it (laughs) unless you need it, you know, and so I feel like watching Mariana, just you in these past few years, and especially here in these past few months that you've talked a little more openly of, kind of about your journey. And it's been then easier for me to be able to talk about mine, just having somebody who's there too. But the, the process is harder than anything I've ever had to do before. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because... For the Enneagram sevens, and if there's anybody listening, that is Enneagram seven, <laughs> or just that person. Yeah, even if they're not a seven, just, but yeah, yeah, having that wiring to immediately mm-hmm. reframe, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. something bad happens, you immediately find the silver lining. Yeah, there has to be something positive out of this. Mm-hmm. And in general, that's such a great quality. People are like, how can you possibly complain of that? But it's. It, it has a dark side. That's <laughs> with anything. You've yeah. got to find a balance. I f- f- feel like um, all growing up, I tried to find, or I, I had found God in the j- joy and all the peace and all the spots that the that, that people say that God is in. Um, and I, I f- feel like I saw him. I saw him there in happiness. I saw them him there in joy joy i saw him he and i kind of like kind of you know encountered uh and had some some super awesome times however um after my mom died of a brain tumor at the age of 52 i found jesus Mm. um and i man like I I feel like I took a journey to the pit of hell and he had been down there saying, oh, there you are. And it was like, you're here too? And, and um, the image of Jesus and the encounter of Jesus that, that I had in the, the heart and the pain and the darkness and the sorrow, just the depth of my sorrow – it was more potent than I've ever experienced him there in the happiness and the in the joy or in the peace. Uh, it was kind of like he underst- 
understood. <laughs> it was kind of like he's been there before. It was kind of like there's um, there's this glory of the gospel and the authenticity of telling the truth of the places that our hearts are actually in. And I, I think there's something really beautiful about the fact that after Jesus dies on the cross, I mean, like the, the biblical st- st- story is he, he goes to hell and he opens up the gates and he's setting people free from hell. I mean, that's incredible because that's who I am. Look, like I have to have that especially after the 40 days, <laughs> you know, after the, the 40 days, open the gate, please, please open the gate. Um, I need to get out. And, and then Sunday's here. That's, that Sunday. Isn't this, this fake happiness of, of trying to celebrate. It's this because you've experienced it. It's real, and happiness and joy and peace are yours. You are blessed. (laughs) Feeling hopeful and joyful when you're experiencing the highs of life, that's expected. But that unexpected hope and that unexpected, in the unexpected places, that's, I think, the greatest revelation of Jesus. If someone can find him in a dark depressing corner they can find them anywhere mm-hmm. yeah i mean they and that's the gift because he is everywhere it's just that people don't see him mm-hmm. because they're only trying to find him just like totally out in the the open in his full expression and the horns are blowing and tr- and if that isn't happening they can't see him mm-hmm. um but there's something about being able to see Jesus in every context. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask this question. As you guys are sharing your stories, um, I'm just curious. the The journey that you take in terms of this finding Jesus in this dark place in the pit of hell was that something you had to do by yourself? Because I'm making the assumption that the journey of celebration, this, the journey of, of just being excited and joyful, like that's an accepted cultural practice within a bunch of people. But do you, did you have places, I mean, you mentioned this you know, counselor that maybe was helping you, but I don't know. So I'm wondering about this juxtaposition of these journeys that we have to take by ourselves, but are there places where we can do that in community, basically? So I'm just wondering, where, how do you navigate that in your own stories? Therapy. <laughs> Excellent. Which again, I would I would hear that and say, okay, that's by yourself. Even if it's with somebody, right. but it's hey, I've got to go take care of this by myself so that I can be joyful over here. Mm-hmm. Versus, no, I can be authentic both places. Yeah, I, I had a, a super good experience. I mean, like there are those people who, during that time, they were trying to say all these positive things and pull me mm-hmm. out of it. And it was horrible. It, it was just like, no, I need to experience this. And I felt as if that I did have to separate. So I did not have someone trying to pull me out too mm-hmm. early. At the same time, I had someone um, who is incredible come 
over and she was uh, probably like 55 at the time and um, I hadn't talked to her a whole bunch but she had heard I was going through a, uh, this hard time and uh, I got a phone call from her saying can I come over to, to your house and a huge part of me is like no I'm I want to be by myself but I thought I should just be hospitable because that's who I am and so she comes to my house and and I invite her in and she has a seat on the couch and and here's how she begun the conversation she said tell me how she died mm. wow and it was so good it was kind of like somebody is actually telling me it's okay to say she died mm. i don't have to say she's having a party in heaven i don't ha- i mean like it that's a f- Offensive to my heart. It was hurtful to hear that. But to have someone say, tell me how she died. And I told her every detail and she cried and I cried and it was holy and good Mm. and beautiful. And I point back to that time and I think, I'm hungry to have similar experiences mm-hmm. and to be that person f- for others. Wow. That's amazing. I think I can I can think of uh, examples of every kind of circumstance, me by myself, me with one person, with a counselor or with a group of friends. And I think there's a lot of value in processing with a, g- a group of friends. Um, but I can also, just to tell a different story uh, from KJ, I think there have been very special times of prayer that if I'm, you know, just broken and coming to Jesus in that place and just, I think one of the prayers that I pray the most is, God, give me vision. Give me your vision. I want to see this right now, what's happening through your eyes. What are you seeing that I'm not seeing right now? Like, I need to see this from a different angle. And, you know, so many times he has shown me, and I think that's, that's, I, when I have experienced that depth of hope and in perspective in the midst of brokenness. And that's, which is again, funny. That's when I see the true joy that if we should pursue any of them, it's this one that is genuine and not mm. pretend, not make up, you know, and pretend every, all the facade is pretty. But having that godly perspective is such a gift and to be able to to see things the way he does, which is always so much clearer. <laughs> <laughs> one of uh, one of my favorite parts of this podcast is we've been kind of using the church calendar to frame up our conversation as we've been going through at least the traditional church calendar has been our approach to it is a poetic approach. Uh, most often than not, we're trying to, to grab the poetry from it and let that inspire us. And so I'm gonna ask a question, I hope it's true, um, because I really don't know necessarily some of the poetry that's in the church calendar, but Easter is not just a day, it's a season, right? 
KJ? I'm getting a well, pause. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to Google it? It's kind of hard. Because I guess my question is, where does Pentecost fit? And what I'm really going mm-hmm. after is there's a 40-day period after Easter. Right. That's a season. And so mm-hmm. my point is right. we're, not, we're entering into a, a the other side of the coin mm-hmm. for 40 days. Like mm-hmm. we've been in a desert for 40 days. We're going to another season for 40 days. And it changes when, when I'm right. posturing myself right. for another 40-day journey rather than the way Christmas was, which was leading up to one day. Now I'm leading up to a season. And understanding, again, that 40 is eternity. And so uh, going back to the image of their two sides of the same coin, that's the thing that's happening here. And Easter, it's kind of like God takes the coin and it spins do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it turns it over. Yep. Um, it's the same. It's eternal. It's the eternal 40 days in the desert, the eternal Sabbath. Like it's, mm, you know so what I mean? Good. Like it's, it's a hug. It, I, I, I don't it's know a it's hug. Right. It's, like it's, 40 yeah. days of hug. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but it's both. Yeah. You're saying it's the both. Yeah. It's, it's the embrace. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's just as the desert is holy, so is the promise. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's so it isn't like the desert had been absent. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 I don't know. I don't know how to go there, but it but is a season. At least in yeah. terms of the season of Lent, it was it was leading towards something, right? And that's where I loved the journey dimension of 40 days as well. It's not just eternity, but also symbolic of 40 years in the desert and, but it was heading towards the promise, right? And so now this, and I I love that in terms of eternally living in the promise or eternally experiencing the flip side or the embrace. But I also wonder, at least for us in this conversation, like what does a journey of Easter look like that mm-hmm. is, as long as we've been in Lent, what does that journey look like for us? Rather than just, you know, fast track it to that's Sunday great. morning yep. and then Monday yeah. Monday morning, it's, I don't know who won the March Madness thing and move on. Like that's <laughs> kind of what it would be, right? Yeah, in in uh, in church mm-hmm. culture, it um, that that is correct. Uh, it's, it's, he came back back he taught his disciples and um and he was mm. there and he taught them about his hopes and dreams for the church mm-hmm. I, I, I mean it's it's, so it's pretty... experiencing the resurrected jesus yeah. yeah and i mean like you think about it i mean like mm-hmm. coming out of this whole season like someone who i always get you know just on fire about is 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 thomas uh and and people call him Doubting Thomas. And was he a handsome mate? <laughs> he probably was. Um, but, but like, um, here he is experiencing God who came back from the dead, and um, he's and and he had the courage to say. I don't know. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if mm-hmm. I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. And you love this guy. I, <laughs> Buddy, I'd be like, what? The, <laughs> I do because he embodies the upcoming season for us. Mm-hmm. Because who is the only person in the Bible who got to touch Jesus? I mean, mm-hmm. follow it. Like right. Thomas did. 
mm-hmm. because Jesus invited him to do it. Yeah. Um, it is really beautiful because Thomas had the courage to be like, okay, I don't know. How does this affect? I mean, so if this is true, this affects everything. So prove it. And the thing that Jesus does is he invites Thomas to come up and to put his fingers inside of the hurting places. Gosh, I mean, like, if you think about, like, the places that his hands had been pierced, he says, then put your fingers in there. Um, He doesn't shame Thomas because he isn't fully, I mean, like, like, think about it, like, like, God comes back from the dead and he's like, I don't know if I buy it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, oh my gosh, Thomas, I can't believe you are still, what else do I have to do? do? (laughs) These are all my cards. Are you kidding (laughs) Got nothing left. Shut it all. But it's as, so good. Because it's a part of the journey and Thomas had his journey that he had to go through. I mean, like, I love it. And so, so if good. I could pick anyone to symbolize the upcoming season, it's Thomas and his courage mm-hmm. because he got to experience the hands and feet of Christ and become them ultimately. That's so good. So if Easter is a journey and not a day, what I mean, play off that a little bit. What else stirs within us? Like, man, this would be a fun place to to go, or a way to dream about what that forty days in Easter could could be like. I am a big fan of the concept that the cross takes sin out of circulation. Um, it takes anger out of circulation. Um, it takes offense out of circulation. It takes, it's like this big sponge and says no more um, because of how sin is, because of how offense is, because of how pain is, people feel as if, so if it happens to them, they give it back or um, it's like they are, it's a catalyst to chaos. But the cross takes sin, pain, death, all the things that should be untrue out of circulation. And I think that the journey of the season of Easter is to practice and explore if it's actually true. Um, Because People have the opportunity to affirm or deny Easter and the truth that Jesus came back from the dead every day. I mean, like by the things that they practice. And if they as people are catalysts to chaos, catalysts to offense, catalysts to pain, catalysts to they aren't practicing the core essence of the cross. And so to practice Easter is to say no more. It's done. Mm. And so I would say it would be a fun experiment to practice this idea that the cross takes 
sin out of circulation. That's great. I think for me, I mean, that's that's incredible. Uh, I think one other thought that I had was just the reality of of redemption and how where there should have been death, God brings something else and replaces it. Where there should be death, there's life, and where there should have been, you know, there's. The, I think the the reality that Jesus brings to the game, right? He like he changed the whole all the rules you know and when when i'm playing with my kids i have one big rule follower and i have one that wants to create new rules like no no no, let's play it another way (laughs) and this is what comes to my mind like here's how the game was supposed to be played but i'm bringing in a new way this is how it's going to play out now and he changes everything and that power of redemption and shifting the Uh, way things would so explain that a bit then uh Tell me the practicality of that, because so, so I hear that a lot. He's changed totally everything. Everything's going to sh- how. Imagine that. So, gosh, what was it that we were talking about the other day? The that Holy Spirit. <laughs> every day. Gosh, no, and that's all we said, talk about is Jesus. That's the Old Testament. <laughs> no, it was something. And, and so, oh, we were talking about Jeremiah. Yes, yeah. like, that's the Old Testament, and just the reality that they, the reality before the cross. How is that different than what is our reality today? You, you tell me. You can't do that. I asked that was you. Brilliant. That was brilliant. She literally flipped the question. The question. I, <laughs> that's never happened. That's a Tales from the Secret Cabin first. Yeah, it's like, no, wow. No, I'm not playing this ta- game. He was talking. <laughs> I'm an eight. I don't play that game. I'm going to glean off of what both of you yeah. said because right. I like, I'm tracking with both of you and I like this. I like this idea of living out of the absolute truth of accepting and proclaiming daily, hourly, that the resurrection was true. And what does that mean to me? What it, what does that now make my truth? Yeah. And having that be your like daily filter and in how you interact with people and how you interact with your family and friendships and things like that. Like what, if you're looking for a practical thing, yeah. having this in the back of your head, like if I truly believe this, if I truly believe this gift that was so undeservingly given, how then will that make my pathway today? And I have to do it on a daily thing. I can't say you're, you know, a season. It's Wednesday was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, I will answer the question. (laughs) I knew you would eventually. Trying to run away. You have to. (laughs) Pick up the ball. Okay, let's do it. Um, There is the beauty that we can always start it over and like try again. And as a mom, you know, how many times do I talk to my kids about it? You messed up. That was a bad choice. Well, let's think about it. Let's try again. And there's an opportunity. And I think this gift of a restart in anything in Mm -hmm. our life in big things and in little things that jesus can hand you a blank canvas Mm -hmm. every morning and be like you know what you can start again 
But I don't think you can do that until you find him in that shame. You go to those dark places and you see him there. And then that restart can happen. How about, uh, so I hear you. And right. I think Push that's, back. that's Push awesome. Back. He's the, the handsome I, I, eight I coming in. Love <laughs> it. Thomas, is that you? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm used to it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be me and Kate. It's true. There's That's always true. a fight. Meetings would be a lot shorter if you guys were together. But it's a kind fight. It is. I I get the the idea of be, be, being able to have a clean site. Um, I think that isn't a desire I have. I think mm. I have this desire to have this like shattered thing and it's all it's the thing that i tried and i tried hard Mm. and and for him to see it and go that's beautiful it doesn't have to be done it again come forward or something like that compared to i'm gonna i'm gonna clean it all off it's time to be again sure. i'm tired of beginning no. again and again and again <laughs> because i'm exhausted just tell me i'm adored and hug me can i sure. go forward please i You're, will push back again and just say don't that push <laughs> there does not need to be a push apparently Kate is the only one allowed to push back yeah no because to me that's that's what i would also call redemption i named a blank canvas it doesn't have to look like that. I think what you just described is... I know. I was just trying to bring that out of you. <laughs> KJ's well like KJ. a piece of Amish furniture. You know, the, they Amish, when they, when they make furniture, they won't ever sell a piece of furniture unless it has a problem right. with it. You know, because nothing is perfect. And so, like, that's what he's... Yeah. But yeah. it is perfect, that, you know, because it has its imperfections. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and that's a that's a great word. I think you use there in terms of redemption, right? So the the blank canvas you're talking about is redemption. The the broken mosaic that's dirty mm-hmm. is redemption. Moving mm-hmm. forward is redemption. What yeah. has changed, right? It's redemption. Um, it's the fact that God will not the fact that God will not throw that away is redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I can. This is beautiful mm-hmm. to me. That's redemption. Well, going back to the beatitudes, it isn't just something that he's going to compromise and say. Well, I think I can. do It's like right. this is the good stuff yeah that's what i'm saying and so if he he just you know says hey it's time to start over he's not saying it's time to start over it's saying this is the good stuff mm. I, I i mean i will bless you in this and i think that's the st- story of the cross mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. change is the gift remember when yeah. you said that that was a truth bomb right there i loved it that was at the tail end of that, that day was so good man the word, uh, one of the words that come to mind, at least in terms of, because you're asking what changed or what um, what was made new or what's the, you know, the opportunity there in terms of what Christ did. The the concept of agency comes to mind. Like we have agency, we have capacity. Um, and wait, wait. So a- agency mean, meaning power, authority, <laughs> ability. Um, I have the ability to influence a situation. Yeah. I have the ability to move forward. Um, it's not permission anymore, right? You don't have permission before. Yes, you are called to move forward. You can accept that hug, or you know, yeah. like it's. Mm-hmm. So the point being is, it's our. There's a lot that we have to to. Um, we have a huge role in this experience uh, because of where we put ourselves in terms of that. And that's what I mean by agency. Yeah. Uh, that's a big thing that's changed, I think, in terms of 
what Christ has done. And, and so, you know, this, this concept of change being the gift, it's, there's a massive invitation and we literally can do it. That's yeah. kind of the, the thing. It's not, I'm, I'm not, he's not setting us up for failure, even though we will fail. He's not setting us up for failure. That's the look on the bright side. Yeah, well, exactly. But that's the point, right? It's like, well, this is great, but we all know it's not going to be perfect. So how do we navigate that? And the, and the point is what you're saying, redemption, restoration, and you have it, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's this integrity of, of being honest that, that, um, Thomas shows us during this time. I'm sure, sure all of the other guys there were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's be awesome. And Thomas was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. Wait, guys. And it's, I think that the church does a great job at telling us of the things to put down at the foot of the cross, but it doesn't do a great job at telling us the things to pick up. And I think the, the 40 days of the upcoming season, it's about the things that are picked up um, because people don't belong at the foot of the cross. It's like, stop it, get up. Um, And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Mm. And I think that's the other side of the coin that I was talking in the beginning is that Sure, you experience the the death, the loss, the pain. Now flip. Look what you do have. <laughs> experience mm-hmm. and celebrate, enjoy, savor yeah. what you have been given. It's mm-hmm. it's the movement of those two sides. Yeah, and it's kind of fun to kind of like go back to Advent. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like hope and peace and joy. I mean mm-hmm. like the desire for that to come and then epiphany and then the 40, I mean like, and then here, I mean, it's just a really beautiful picture of the journey of the human heart. Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to have us push the pause button there. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> he is I'm, risen. I'm so glad we're not talking about Lent anymore. <laughs> I wanted we to get are, out of that desert not. so bad. It was a good journey through the desert. <laughs> Mariana, thanks again for being here. Oh, You're amazing to, do it again. to be here, you guys. Yeah, we're going to do you. this again. And um, yeah, so until next time, everybody take care. Bye.